Welcome to the Danger Room, a place to prepare for the opponents you are yet to face. We discuss strategy and how to level up your game in Marvel Crisis Protocol. We will have our Xavier Protocol segment, some hot takes discussing something new and shiny, and our main topic of the week. We would like to begin by thanking you, the listener, for giving us your time to listen to our opinions of the game. On the podcast, we have Jacob, Sploosh, and myself, Dizzard. All right, welcome back for the second time this week to the Danger Room. Um, we just wanted to put out a little something to you guys um, to clarify because AMG put up saying that there was a typo of the Legacy Virus uh, Crisis card, and the typo was that it's not map E, it is map C. So our last episode, the plan that was talked about kind of becomes almost null and void entirely because you can't just launch Thanos down and grab every single every single uh, token anymore. Uh, so we just wanted to talk a little bit about it, our immediate thoughts, and give you guys um, just like a, a finisher to the episode that basically is null and void now. <laughs> uh, so uh, Jacob, uh, do you want to start us off with some thoughts you have? Yeah, firstly, I'm really pleased this is uh, fixed. It's made a lot of the sort of the very negative plays at the very least harder to achieve, um, and there's much more counterplay. So I'm really pleased that they, that AMG, have, have put this out, and they've done it really quickly as well, which is fantastic. So just a, a big props to them for being on top of this and, and responding really quickly, and with something that certainly the working through we've done so far seems to have solved a lot of the problems that we had. Yeah. So. I just want to say, like, when it got changed to C, and I was thinking about it, like, immediately, like, for some reason, I completely spaced on the fact that you have to pay increasing power as you pick up these uh, tokens. And um, after a while of realizing I was being stupid, um, I said in our Discord that uh, this is basically the scenario we all thought we had when we first read it, and everybody's excited about it again, because it's actually it's a really good scenario, and I think it's a lot of fun. And then uh, Pagani's in the Discord saying, yeah, it's a scenario we thought had, we had all on too. <laughs> uh, just made me chuckle. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really excited to see this scenario get play because I, I think it, it, it brings to the game what I've been saying for like the past, I don't know, week since we first saw it, two weeks, whatever it is now. And that's that it's going to be changing um, the meta, in my opinion, uh, I do think it's a very worthwhile card to be playing and scenario that a lot of factions like to see. Um, I also think that it makes it's like just in general, the three scenarios that are coming out are leading the game more towards, um, in my opinion, a more of a takeout centric meta, in my opinion. Um, it's just kind of like how I feel the things are way are going. Um, as well as the characters that are coming out. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting to look at. And I'm really excited to play this scenario. And even if I have a team that sucks at playing, it, I'm probably going to force myself to play because I like it so much. <laughs> so what about you, Spoosh? What are you, your immediate thoughts? Well, I just want to mention, because uh, it's something I just learned um, out of necessity here. Uh, if you put Thanos on the very edge of the middle um secure and you move him to the wide side to pick up the second one it, it won't make it it looks like it will but it doesn't um yeah i spent a lot of time talking to a lot of people and doing the, the really tight maths on this 
And yeah, so if we're talking about here the the C shape scenario, the distance between like any two of those C points is more than you can't stand within one of one, have a fifty mil base, move medium, and get within one of another. You've got to change one of those things. Maybe you move long. Maybe you've got a bigger base. Um, maybe you don't end up within one, but you can't, Thanos can't do a single move from one to another. Neither can Corvus, neither can any of those medium move 50 more base characters. So when you're planning out your strategies, when you measure it, it'll look incredibly tight and it's out by something ludicrous like about a millimeter. It's really, really <laughs> tight, but it is out. But you know who can? Ugh. <laughs> Angela. Angela can most definitely make it between. Uh, and if you R&D her, she could pick up two in one turn. But this yeah. goes back to what people in the discords have been saying all today, essentially, um, is, yes, you can still have a person that can pick up two serums, but you're not having that negative play experience of having a person picking up basically three in one turn. Granted, Thanos wasn't picking up three, but you were essentially securing three in one turn. Um, yeah, so there's two elements to that. The first element is if anyone, if anyone outside of time, Thanos, I think, is, or maybe like Angela jumping through a portal, mm-hmm. outside of like those really kind of really niche corner cases, those characters are going to end up on the middle line because if you're yep. picking up two, you got to get to the middle line and then you got to got to go and get another one. So you you're much more central. Part of the problem with Thanos was how far back he ended up, and he was just like immune to all of the kinds of counterplay people are being including in their list. You know, he's too far back for deception because he's right next to someone. He would be um, too far away for uh, Gwen to move, shoot, pull. She could like double R and D, double move, pull. But you know, it, it, Miles can get there and do a no matter the cost or uh, no matter the cost uh, Venom strike. There's a whole load more things that you can do. Just the volume of attacks you can get into him and the likelihood of him going down. So it's still, you know, it's still Thanos and he's still tanky and difficult to deal with. But there's way more options for how you can go about dealing with him. Mm-hmm. The other thing is it's so much easier to get and protect that other cure. So the problem was before you could pick up the far one and the center one and you had to, your opponent would then have to really overextend to go right deep into your things and, and, you know, have issues either later in round one or round two. But now someone, you know, someone reasonably fast and and defensible and they like a Black Panther um, can go and grab the one you're not, the one that hasn't been picked up and go, right, now you've got a bigger issue to deal with because you've got to get it off this character. Yeah. And then maybe maybe that gives you options. Then it's much more easy for Toad to do a single move, have some power moved onto him, and then take it off them. So that it, there's even more things that you can do because you are closer to the rest of your pieces, and so they've got more support available. Uh, I got a quick question for you. Um, who is tankier, Black Panther or Amazing Spider-Man? And after run the numbers, but off the top of my head, I would go for a healthy Black Panther. I need to check that, but that's my that's my gut instinct. So at four dice physical, uh, they both have six health. Is that correct? Yeah, both yeah. have six health. You got four reroll two or four counts blanks. I think I'll take the counts blanks. Um, Amazing Spider-Man rerolls all. Every rolls all. Ugh. Um, 
I think I still probably take Count Blanks. Give me a second, and I'll come back to you on that one. All right, uh, but <laughs> let's let's go back to Spoosh because you didn't really get to finish your thought of um, the C shape instead of the E. I mean, it's a weird one to evaluate. Like for example, like on Montessi, you can grab middle, and then you kind of have like your own home secured, mm-hmm. and then you're restricted to like a character can only carry one at a time. So like for like for example, X Men. I, I kind of prefer that, if, especially if I have priority. Well, definitely if I have priority. Uh, so then this thing is kind of like the same concept except flipped and more expensive to pick up multiples. And the ranges are more wacky. So I don't know how I feel about that. Like if I don't have priority, I probably still feel terrible about it. I don't know. It is it is potentially like a bait, but then it also like what secure is being played is incredibly relevant. So, I think the secure a, is even more relevant now than it was before. Well, so what I'm saying is like if you play this as an extract, the uh, deadly legacy. I think if you're playing like I don't know like a what map B, mm-hmm. it could get kind of weird. Because it's like you have to go middle, like probably at least twice, and then also help out your, you know, the secures on a B situation. So it's like a lot of uh, kind of character investment, just sort of running around. I'm trying to think of like the best way you could trap people, right? Like I, I kind of think maybe it's Brotherhood. I think this is like big for Brotherhood and not good for X Men, because like Brotherhood has deception. And Magneto's teleports, and you know, so you you see what I'm saying is like you're setting up a trap. Also, Angela's already been really good in Brotherhood anyway, so like just having her grab the middle one, and I, I don't know that you get crazy and go middle or, or, or get a side one with her, but if you just play conservatively and like get middle, then have her fall back to a secure, and then sort of set up. Um, power on other people so you could do like a like for example like mothership onto it someone who grabbed something i kind of feel like uh that that's where my head's at for like who would really be enjoying this different style um but i don't think like for the x-men you probably could pull it off if you do angela middle and then like set up teams on the left and the right to grab whatever the opponent doesn't grab Mm-hmm. That's that's a thing, and a lot of it keeps coming back to like Angela, really. Um, yeah, it's worth digging into that just a little bit. I mean, we'll add this to the list of crises that Angela is really good on <laughs> because it's quite a long list, um, especially with priority. But I, I can see a typical play being setting up Angela in the middle, single moving up to get the middle um, cure, and then when you do that, you're going to position slightly to the left or slightly to the right of it, so you can go and get the second one. If you measure it out, you can't be bang in the middle. You have to veer slightly in your first positioning, but with a, with a practice or two, you'll get you'll see what I mean, and you'll just go, okay, that's easy. So you're then going to be sending if your Angela's if your plan is for Angela to pick up two, which I mean I'm not sure that's the best plan because maybe it's just concentrating all that power on one model. Who I mean she's got decent defenses, but she just still does still go down if you focus on her. But if you wanted to do it, you can do that, and then you can choose which side you're going to go on. So you started in the middle, and you've seen how they've deployed, and you can go, right, well, now I see where all your pieces are. I think my best chance of survival is to go left and be facing off against Black Panther rather than be going right and facing off against, I don't know, Thor, who it doesn't matter. You get the idea. You can look at the board, and you can read the board, and you can react to their deployment. Um, so 
she's still very good. I mean, even yeah. just the standard, I move up, I pick it up, I move back. You're denying it. You know what it is? It's like, it's like you're bluffing, except you're not actually bluffing. Because <laughs> you can choose to put your Angela in the middle, first character, then get middle no matter what, assuming you have priority, of course. Get middle no matter what, they can't stop you. And then if they put, like, just like, let's say, code on one side, right? You're like, oh, well, I think code won't kill my Angela. I'll just go snatch that side, you know? And if they put, like, you know, a pretty con concentrated force on left and right, then you're like, haha, I was just kidding. I never planned on taking a second one anyway. And yeah. it's like, there's, it's really win win, right? There's like, there's no negative for the Angela player, unfortunately. Well, so, so that brings up a question I was going to ask you guys is with how the scenario is now, do you think that it benefits you to be proactive or reactive with the scenario? It's, it's interesting. We were talking before we started recording about Black Order mm. and how does Black Order still like this scenario? And I think probably they do, but I don't think they want to go and pick things up. They're going to be going, I've got very few models. Are you going to pick something up? Okay, you've run Angela up and run her back. Great. There's still two there. I pass. What do you do? Do you come and get it and then Thanos reels you in and then Corvus murders you? And then you've brought me a cure. Thanks. Or do you not pick them up? In which case, you're not scoring VPs. And my attrition advantage, which is going to weigh in, is going to be happier because I'm behind by fewer VPs. It really puts your opponent in a really tricky situation. So I think Black Order is still going to like this crisis. Well, see, I was kind of thinking just in general with this. Like, I, I, I like your point there. Um, but I think that game plan works for quite a few affiliations. Like, like I've been talking about my X-Force list. Um, so much recently apparently um that spooch is getting annoyed with it um <laughs> that I, I think it's like teams like that that are just heavily built on kill um is actually like really good uh reactive with this scenario like probably this is like the, one of the best reactive scenarios for those types of lists um just because like you said like like you're going to take out your opponent, which is headed towards a victory condition, as well as they're basically handing you the cure, which is a victory condition. Um, so it almost seems like reactive is the way to go with this scenario. I, I would argue, though, that you take Skrulls, Alien Ship, and Mystic Wakanda Nerbs as Black Order. I think yeah. you just don't mess around. You go as low as you can. Like, if I was playing against Wakanda, and I was playing, like, I'm playing Black Order, the opponent's Wakanda, I don't think I'd go with this one. Uh, the deadly legacy because even though yes it's playing in my strategy they probably have like angela so they're like they're grabbing one for free and then you know they got you know like black panther who's just kind of tanky or even you know even just the fact they're scoring any points at all maybe they're focusing on secures i'm not saying it's like it, like i'd give it like even like an a minus but the problem is you have like a plus choices already so why would you take the A minus? I mean, you know? maybe the threat value helps there. Nineteen. I mean, fifteen's not awful for Black Order, but they can sometimes struggle at fifteen on a on some crises where maybe they've got to move around a lot more. Uh, just sort of fifteen on a D shape, it just feels like they're a little bit low on body count, mm -hmm. and yeah. there can be a bit of sort of running around that your opponent does, sort of running to where you're not and playing kind of keep away on the secures. And if there's just secures to score, then maybe they can eke that out to a win. So maybe the higher threat value is is part of the consideration there and saying, no, I'm not going to give you an option to play lower model count. 
yeah. I, I don't think so, though. I think that, um, I mean, listen, the game's changed so much, but when Blackwater came out, it was kind of known as, like, the strong 15. You know, you've just got the Thanos-Proxima-Corvus combo. And it's just, and you can even mix it up a little bit. Um, it's it's changed. I, there's different styles a little bit, but for the most part, there the game has definitely evolved. You know, Wakanda has been a strong fifteen and one of their sort of uh, maybe arch enemies. But I don't know, Web Warriors maybe. I'd have to think about who can contend at fifteen. I, I think you want to squeeze your opponent at fifteen and make them feel like they have less choices. Um, and you know. I just think I would lean towards 15 over 19 because at 19 you're giving the opponent options to have like cool things like Angela and maybe when they shouldn't be able to fit Angela, you know, Mm -hmm. if any, yeah, if anything like that, that squeeze might restrict them and how they play on secures. That's so that's what I was thinking. If you can pair this extract with a low secure, um, you're really, it's going to make a very interesting game, especially if you can get something like, let's say, Mutant Madman and this extract at, oh, that'd be 18, 19, never mind. Um, let me think, think, think. Oh, what's the, um, at 17, what's the cheapest, like, wide? Um, what are you talking about? Like, Mad like Extremis? Yeah, I guess Extremis wouldn't be bad. That's 17 as well, though. But I guess 16. You can, you can go, um, yeah, Cosmic, Cosmic, Cosmic Portal. Yeah, Cosmic Vaults, yeah. Yeah, like if you played that and the scenario at 16, um, that'd be kind of rough. Or if you played... Um, God, what is the one I'm thinking of? The um, t- uh, Fisk. Okay. Yeah, Fisk 16, yeah. Yeah. Fisk would be interesting, I think, as well. But I think 16 is probably the lowest you can get this one down to. That would be a secure that benefits you. To like really like just put the fist would be interesting because you can keep the points down and Mm -hmm. then also with the Angela play, a lot of times I find on fist people tend to kind of like pick a side and then fight over it, and having the ability for Angela to like go first, grab and move towards like quote unquote your side, yeah, would be uh, quite an advantage and force your opponent to have to play a lopsided game. I mean, I, honestly, at this point, Angela is just becoming a, you know, something we're beating to death. But it's <laughs> she's, she's just character. so good. When you, whenever you're fighting over the middle, I, I just I come back to like the Montessi versus uh, this thing, where I think like Montessi might be like the X Men choice, and I think mm-hmm. this one might be like the Brotherhood choice. And it's it's kind of neat in a way that like there's those like two different play styles for a very similar setup. Yeah. Um. Similar in that you're fighting over the middle is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because Montessi... How do you guys think... um, Yeah, how do you think this compares to, like, hammers? Because it's it's sort of weird, right? Like, instead of you each having a home hammer, they put the hammer in the middle, right? You could think of it that way. Um, Like, conceptually as a strategy, right? I mean, so before Angela shenanigans... Um, and we, I think we've talked about that before. Before Angela Shenanigans, Hammers was a great choice if you didn't have priority and you were given extracts because it was pretty likely you were going to come out 2 2. Yeah, so your opponent isn't getting any advantage from his extract play. This is someone's going to come out ahead, and maybe that's going to be the priority player. I, I haven't got enough experience with it to, to tell you that in sort of a normal gameplay. So, but may, maybe that's going to be the case, but then. You've got this thing of, do you want to go and grab them or do you want to leave them on the ground? 
But see, that, that comes back to my question earlier of priority, like not priority, but um, proactive versus reactive. Yeah. And I think it actually benefits the reactive player because more often than not, the person who's getting two of those tokens is going to be overextended where they don't want to be very early in the round. You know, what would be interesting is having uh, Amazing Spider-Man and Angela on the same team. Like if you're playing affiliated Web Warriors. It's it's and nice. <laughs> and you add in Gwen giving them backup so you could even maybe save somebody mm-hmm. that seems like also Gwen synergizes with pulling people towards you yeah uh, that could be pretty brutal that'd be ten thirteen mm. and then you can throw Miles in there at sixteen points affiliated web warriors and you get to pick your leadership whichever you prefer yeah yeah <laughs> which with that one I'd probably just go with Miles for the added defense. I kind of think it's a shame it, the, those characters even exist because it would be really cool to think about this extract if they didn't exist. Like, I hate the fact that everything we're saying is like, well, Angela can move here and do these things. And, you know, <laughs> let, me, let, let me just yeah. decode for the listeners. What Sploosh is saying is I'm angry. It's people other than X-Men can also do this. <laughs> <laughs> but they can't. I, like I said, I wouldn't even take this for X-Men because, yeah, sure, they can get the one. But then there's still you have to deal with the other corners and kind we'll of play more of a fair that's game. That's the opposite head of the coin because like I'm doing the X Men X Force list and I actually really love it with my list. I like the idea of it, but I'm playing it a different way. Yeah, you're yeah. Just, you're, you're you're playing a bit more like senators, aren't you? Where you're like, go on, pick it up, I dare you. Yeah, essentially, because you're like I'm playing Cable and you're not going to outrun me um, as long because like play Gwen and Cable and um, good luck. Um, Sure. As long as they're not doing the Angela amazing Spider-Man runaway where like now you just have nothing to shoot at. Cable Cable can shoot all the way to the deployment zone. Whether he's Mm -hmm. in X-Force or X-Men. What is that? The, uh, his card that lets him take a free move. Cat and mouse. Yeah. Yeah. So cat and mouse body slide. He's shooting into the deployment zone. Like, Granted, okay. it's, not, it's not as effective against Spider-Man and Angela because they're fours yeah. and Spider-Man gets to reroll a crap ton. Um, speaking of which, um, do you have the, the Bebop Boop Mass for Spider-Man versus Black Panther? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I was right. Black Panther's more tanky. Mm. There's not loads in it. It's pretty close, but it's like 1% or 2% across all of the damage spread. So well, relatively even. Yeah. yeah. But when you're playing... I guess it'd be the same if you played Black Panther in X Force, but because I love, I've been testing ASM in X Force so much, and I just love Cable tossing two more defense to Spider Man. It's so stupid, um, but yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm excited to see this scenario hit the tables, and I'm excited to see what people come up with. Seeing as your guys' little <laughs> Thanos jank. <laughs> uh it was it was nasty like like if, if anybody is not like previewed to like the discords or facebook like it has been on fire today with just or like the, what, the last two days probably since you first started talking about it um definitely but, today yeah like today like the discords has been on fire of people just like it's it's just yeah it's a it's a hot topic i'm glad they made the change I, I think the 8VP is still very aggressive. It actually yeah. reminds me of like a fighting game where they have like an ultra move 
And for people that don't know, basically, like, your character gets beat up. It builds this, like, ultra bar. Then once your character's at, like, 20% health, typically you get, like, this ultra ability, which yeah. is usually does, like, 50% damage, which, I mean, it, it, this thing gives you 8 VPs, which is, like, 50% of a win condition. Uh, you know, it's like you could be playing, like, kind of a weak game and barely staying in the game, and then all of a sudden you manage to get these three things, and you instantly win. It, it feels like a, you know, a Street Fighter ultra bar. Um, so that... That, that brings up another yeah. question for you guys. Um, do you think it is more beneficial to cash in early if you can, or wait till at least round three? I think it depends on your game plan. If you are someone who wants to win early, I think you're actually better off hanging on to them until mm-hmm. the point where you can cash it in and win. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to build up those VPs and then cash it in and win. Whereas if you are someone who your game plan is, I'm going to get a big lead and then I'm going to stop them from scoring because I'm going to maybe you're more KO focused, for example. I think you're happier to cash in early, get that VP lead, where typically those kind of teams often start with a bit of a deficit in the early rounds. Yeah. So getting an early lead and then... Yes, you've lost a piece, but your game is attrition, so you're going to be attritioning them and you're going to be able to bring back the attrition game to close to parity, hopefully, yeah. and you've got this massive VP lead that they're going to struggle to, so, to deal with. So your your hot take is cash in early if you're attrition, or cash in yeah. late if you're... Yeah, cash in early if you're attrition, and if you're not attrition... If you're racing, get to eight, then cash in. Yeah. Which with some scenarios mm, think... could be super early. Like if you're playing Gamma and you have a good turn, like <laughs> it's yeah. gonna, I, it's going to create I, really weird board states, right? I mean, you just never. It's like hard to predict or even talk about because you just yeah. don't know. Um, I think typically you're going to want to keep the extracts away from each other just to not risk the game. And then the more you're losing control of the game, you're going to want to bring them together. Um, is that fair? Yeah, uh, I think that's true. And then I think like a character like Toad is probably one of the most likely to cause this to work, you know, because I mean, he can reliably just suck these things off of people. Um, I'm even just going to throw, throw Criminal Syndicate out there as an affiliation that can also oh. just do it, just all of them, any of them. Maybe that's an untapped resource right there, just talking about Syndicate giving these all to somebody. Ooh, um, here's something to think about. Doc Ock mm-hmm. and Goblin. And their yep, cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good well, God! Making people drop them. Yeah, you think yeah, you're, that's, that's, you that's think fun. you're about to you think you're about to score it in, and Doc Ock and Green Goblin just make you drop them, and Goblin goes through and scoops them up because he's gonna die anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and he's well, not yeah. he's not hurting for power on his flip side. Yeah. Well, he can't pick things up if no, he yeah, flipped, he can't pick up right? on his flip side. Ah, no. Oh man. Okay. Well, then, then 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 you're you're stuck with your four dice builder, and you're sad you don't have enough power to go and get them all. So then it would probably yeah. be... Probably, you would need who, six who, power, probably. It would be the picker-upper. It would probably be um, Angela. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Criminal Syndicate and Toad are like my... I, I think unless you're that maniac who's actually willing to bring mission... Uh, what is it? Um, mission Objective. Mission objective. That's what I thought. That seemed too basic. But yeah, I don't. I I'm not going to bring mission objective in my eight anymore because it's no longer valid, in my opinion. Um, 
I think it, it's still a decent yeah. card. Uh, you're never gonna, you know, you're gonna have lots of situations. It's good, but I agree. I don't think it's making my eight now that this kind I, of this shenanigans play is off the table. I don't think it's as good, and like it's not like, hey, if you're playing in a competitive scene and everybody knows about this crazy jank Thanos list now, uh, you should probably have mission objective. Just like you should have hired muscle to counter hired muscle. Like it's it was basically a counter card or a you're going to win because of this card. Um, it's not necessary anymore. But I do think that like, it's not worth discounting the card because I think the card does have its merits. And I think if people want to play around looking at a tactic card, it, it can be useful because it can save you from losing a serum, especially on this one. Because if you're holding the one serum that they... Or not serum, but uh, uh, virus that the opponent needs to win... And you drop it, and you're able to just transfer it over to one of your other guys instead of losing right then and there. Like, it could be what saves the game for you. Yeah, I can see that. But then, yeah, like I said... But it's, 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 it's taking a slot. <laughs> it's taking a slot, and that's kind of a little bit niche. Yeah. Um, it's got wider use than that, and it's it's a it's a decent card. But I'm not sure, like I said, I'm not sure it's making the break. I was just really excited to like have a really good reason to be playing face me. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that card. I, I I I wish I could justify taking it more often. Yeah, it's just play Carnage. Yeah, just play Carnage. He's fun. He's a good time. <laughs> well, I think that's all we have to say about this, and I think uh, AMG provided the cure for the legacy virus. Wouldn't you say so? <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. You see what I did there. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we do want to say um, thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode. And if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I still say it's a good listen because there is some actually like roster tech going on that might unlock something else for you that you haven't thought about before. Um, because Sploosh and Jacob go into a really in-depth conversation about um, almost how crazy Thanos is. Like it's... It's it's a fun it's a fun listen. I wasn't able to be on that episode because Wi-Fi sucks. Uh, but I would definitely, if you haven't listened to it yet, still go back and listen to it. Just realize that it's talking about a scenario that doesn't play that way. Um, so uh, thank you for listening to a second episode this week, and we will see you guys next week. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of The Danger Room. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something to level up your next game. You can reach out to us on our Discord, Twitter, or Facebook. The links will be in the description. We have a questions channel on our Discord, so feel free to drop us some questions in there, and we'll answer them on the show. Thank you for taking the time and listening to us. If you're liking what you hear, leave a rating or comment, or even both. We appreciate any feedback to help us grow and become a better group to bring you the best quality content that we can. See you next time in the Danger Room.